1: Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 418, and this week it happens to be International Podcast Day on Saturday. So we're going to be talking all about our favorite podcasts that we listen to, video game podcasts from right here in Canada and all around the world. But before we get into that, I'd like to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm good yourself. I'm good. We're feeling for you this week. We know you're in pain. So uh, the fact that you came on here today to deal with our shenanigans, I'm pretty impressed.
2: (laughs) Joelle, how are you? I'm good. You know, I'm just happy to be all in one piece and alive today to record the podcast. And I will tell you more about that (laughs)
1: later. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But before we get into that little juicy piece of uh, news on Joelle's adventures, and uh, she talked about it a little bit in our Discord channel, so I'm really curious. We've got a special guest joining with us today, joining us from the, on the pod today from iPhone in Canada, Mobile Syrup, Console Creatures, and host of the fresh new podcast, a gaming podcast. It's the Tech with the Specs, Steve Vegvari. Steve, how
0: you doing? Ah. Uh. I'm doing really well. Thank you guys for, for inviting me. Thank the, I want to thank the audience for tuning into this episode as well. It was very, very nice of you guys to invite me on, uh, especially, you know, we're, we're celebrating podcasts and everything. So yeah, it's, uh, it's very nice to finally jump on the show because I've admired all the work that you guys have done, all the success that you guys have seen over the years. So it's, it's very nice to be finally here, uh, along this digital table, if you will.
1: Much appreciated. Yeah, I've been meaning to get this on the go for a while because uh, we've crossed pants many times. I've been on your shows. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it, it we have been well overdue. So I'm very excited to have you on here today to talk about stuff because uh, you've also gotten to play some games that I'm pretty intrigued about that are coming soon. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into that real soon. First, Absolutely. let's get through some housekeeping. As always, I want to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, go to designbyhumanscom slash girls on games. Did I say that right, Kat? Did I not say that right?
3: I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I missed the
1: shop, didn't I? I got too ahead of myself. (laughs) Let's try that again. Let's get through some housekeeping. If you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. You're, oh my God, what is wrong with me today? This is what happens. This is why I love Simon because he fixes all of my flubs, especially last week when I couldn't get a date out and he started laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get through some housekeeping. I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbeam. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's K O-Fi dot com slash girls on games. All right, I want to learn more about Steve because Steve, I you even just looking through your Twitter bio, I didn't realize how many different things you're involved in. You're so busy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've heard that quite a few times actually, and it doesn't really dawn on me like how busy I actually am until yeah. a I either hit like the holidays and just completely like drain myself of mm. every morsel of energy from my soul, but yeah, I've um. I've been fortunate enough to kind of find myself uh, involved in a number of projects, another, a number of freelancing gigs as well. That's kind of my whole shtick is freelance writing um, for both the gaming and tech side. So iPhone in Canada and Mobile Syrup, I kind of thread the line between covering both traditional games as well as just overarching uh, consumer product. But then, yeah, as far as podcasts go, I mean, I've uh, kind of spearheaded the the Creature Cast, which is uh, the Console Creatures podcast, and then, as you mentioned before, uh, a gaming podcast. Which, if you could not, if you believe it or not, no one's ever taken that name before. So that's
1: <laughs> the, phenomenal.
0: The, the SEO was just sitting there, uh, <laughs> ready for. <laughs> For for a bunch of us, so yeah, essentially, what it is, it's kind of like a, a rotating uh, a panel of Canadian industry professionals, um, many of which you know we're all mutuals with, and um, yeah, we just kind of get together to kind of talk about the news, kind of talk about uh, big big game stories and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's been a good six weeks now, a couple couple months of just getting this off the ground and uh, having a blast with it. But um, yeah, that's kind of kind of the the short end of uh, what I'm all about.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, when I saw you guys um, had started the podcast, I was like, great. Because you know what? And obviously, we're going to get into this when we talk about podcasting later. There's not as many video game podcasts, Canadian video game podcasts out there. So the more right. the merrier. I feel like, um, you know, Kat and I have been doing this for 10 plus years now. People have come and gone that we've seen and like, you know, kind of kind of seeing. I know Kat it makes us feel old, doesn't it? <laughs> have you know like not get seeing some people and 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 also obviously covid didn't help but like you get to meet people and then you see them kind of drift away like you you lose contact with a lot of folks but like the fact when i came to toronto and i got to meet you guys and and stuff was great because and just having more people talking about video games here in canada because we're so lucky so much good stuff is made right here
0: right and unfortunately it kind of seems like we exist in this small bubble uh, yeah. in, in many ways where everyone in Canada can appreciate, you know, the Canadian voices, the Canadian developers and stuff like that. But then when you exist maybe in the States or overseas and stuff like that, you don't really appreciate it as much. So I think having projects like, you know, what you guys are doing or just other uh, Canadian podcasts proliferating out there, it really gets the the message out that, you know, there's actual talent here uh, that mm. kind of deserves everyone's attention. So, mm. Cool.
1: So what have you been up to lately? I know uh, you got to take an adventure to play Spider-Man 2.
0: I did. Yeah, I was oh. fortunate enough to be um, one of the, the, the few, again, uh, Canadian creators, um, journalists, press uh, to go out to L.A. Um, because PlayStation Canada uh, invited me out, got to test out uh, Spider-Man 2 for about... I got to play for like ninety minutes, um, and and interview uh, some of the team, the the senior art director as well at Insomniac.
1: Wow, that's really cool. And so,
0: are you? You're excited? Oh my god, yes.
3: (laughs) Oh man, that's all we need to know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They,
0: they, they are they are cooking up something real. And I mean, we, I mean, when I went, they kind of uh, sat everyone down, and then we got that uh, same kind of presentation that they showed at the last state of play, um, mm-hmm. narr- narrated by, uh, Brian Intahar. And it kind of set the stage of like what the game, what the demo is going to be, all this open world aspects, you're, you know, you're going to be, um, fi- fighting lizard and stuff like that. And I, I got in and I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I know what I'm going to expect with Spider-Man. I love the original. I love Miles Morales and uh, just... As soon as I got in there and as soon as I started, you know, acclimating myself back with the, the combat, the the story structure, the the characters, I was like, oh, my God. I love this world that they've created. And surprisingly, th- my biggest takeaway, one, the boss fights are awesome from what I've experienced so far. And then, two, mm-hmm. the, the the web suit, the the wingsuit, adds so much more mm-hmm. uh, to the momentum of, of gameplay and traversal and stuff like that. That was the selling factor to me. I was like, oh, they're – They're doing something really special here that I think a lot of people just aren't really aware of until they get the controller in their hand. It's going to be really cool to see people's reactions.
1: Exciting, because, yeah... The momentum was the key thing about the original that got us all in the first place, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. What, yeah. What they had learned from Sunset Overdrive, translating that over into Spider Man, the original, all oh, even more of it when we got into Miles Morales and now the next iteration. I I can't wait. This feels to me a lot like going from and I you know, going from Arkham Asylum to Arkham City. You know, yep. that's the that's the vibe that I'm the excitement that I'm feeling right now, where it's just like you already got something wicked and you're just going to build on that.
0: That That's exactly what it feels like. And I know, I mean, it's just based off a 90 minute demo and, you know, you're, you're kind of thrown into the, the middle of it. But just, yeah, just everything I saw so far, I, I was like, OK, I've got a month to kill now until I can play the full <laughs> game and I cannot wait.
2: Yeah, well, can we're. I- Go ahead. Go ahead, oh, Joelle. I was going to say, can I I, I want to ask a question, which I know yeah. you may or may not be able to answer. Um, but I heard that uh, in this version, you can toggle on or off fall damage. And I just didn't know if you had... Pl- I just feel like I, I, I will probably not be able to play with that toggled on because Spidey will just go splat constantly. But I just <laughs> didn't know like if, <laughs> that, if you were able to try that out or if you're able to comment on that at all.
0: Uh, I can I can comment on it a little bit. It, I didn't I didn't try it out myself, but just knowing it, it exists there and kind of understanding where mo- like the the movement's going and the traversal aspects going, I think that it does add a lot to that gameplay experience for some players. To me, it doesn't really interest me. I kind of want that like just fluid arcadey yeah. kind of feeling of just. Go, getting from point A to point B, I just want to have more fun i don't need the realism there, mm-hmm. but that being said, I think that there is something kind of exhilarating with using the uh the the web wings um in particular mm-hmm. because at point you do get a, like a little a little too cocky or a little too and you need to be humbled every so often where like you go up <laughs> and then you really want to get like as low to the the streets as you can and you're almost like kissing the sidewalk and I just know some players are going to have so much fun with that, just like going and then you know. They just end up hitting the pavement and getting damaged. And I think that's going to be such a cool thing for, like, gameplay clips and uh, just kind of the discourse as a whole. I think that's going to be really cool to see. But for me, I, I just want to be Spidey in his element. I, I don't want to see him, you know, tumble. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, want to, yeah. I want to be, like, the best Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. We, we don't want Spider-Man roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. <clears throat> what else have you been up to this week? Anything new and exciting?
0: No, I, I was just uh, in in Washington. I went to uh, the Amazon Devices and uh, Service event last week, so I was out there for three days. And now this week is 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 chill. I, I, I get Thank to goodness. stay at home <laughs> uh, because next week is also. Uh, I'm going to Ubisoft Montreal for their launch party for Assassin's Creed Mirage. Excellent. And, yes, just another week of, of traveling. So this week is just. You know, let's just hang out with friends, podcast, kind of just uh, enjoy enjoy some downtime and play yeah, some games. I w-
1: yeah, I was invited to that one too, but unfortunately, I uh, can't make it. My sister in law is getting married on Friday, so uh, I'm doing oh. the family thing. Yeah, <laughs> <that> <laughs> <makes sense>. <laughs> <laughs> priorities, Leah.
2: Priorities, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I got to do on. the family thing, but uh, I can't wait for that game. It's yeah. it's like oh, everything I've seen so far feels just like. You know, old Assassin's Creed. I want to be sneaky, sneaky. I want to be stabby, stabby. That is what I'm here for when I play Assassin's Creed. Jump into (laughs) haystacks.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. (laughs) Throw it all back to the the original trilogy and stuff. I I got a chance to play uh, a hands-on demo of it uh, about Mm -hmm. a month ago and everything, Mm -hmm. and it feels just like AC2 like it's a, a throwback Beautiful. you're you're sneaky sneaky You're you're doing the haystacks you're doing all the things that i want out of an assassin's creed game i don't need uh just to be like a viking that you know is kind of thrown around this universe and stuff like that so i think fans are gonna be really uh excited for mirage including myself
1: yeah we've got uh, we definitely got a busy uh next few weeks coming up um but in the meantime, there's definitely other games that we have been playing. But first, Catherine, I know you've had a rough week, but you managed to uh, you managed to play some games. You managed to get a bit of work done. But uh, how's how's everything been going?
3: Um, terrible, and I hate it. But yeah. uh, I am being brave and powering through it. Uh, I'm gonna be honest: sitting through this hour long podcast, the act of sitting, not the podcast itself. This is amazing. <laughs> but just the act of having my butt. You've
1: done this 418 (laughs) times. If
3: it was a problem by now. in a chair right now is this is the worst pain I've been in in uh, years. Uh, Oh boy. um, No, just a nice little sciatica flare up uh, to crown my my, uh, start of the fall season Um, Mm. and to put a (laughs) screeching halt my gym career. At least for the next two months, um, but yeah, I just kind of like dealing with that. I found a nice physiotherapist that does house calls, because um, my, uh, of course, my actual usual physio is on parental leave, and I checked at his clinic, and half the clinic was on parental leave, and I was like, yeah, guess I'll find somebody else. Um, mm. But yeah, it's but it's it's actually getting better. Um, Good. I saw the physio today and he was like, you're doing good. You're doing good. Um, So now I have to, the plan for this week is to get out of the house and walk outside. So um, in the alley every day, try to get a bit further. Mm -hmm. I sound like I'm an old woman, but uh, here it is
1: it's important. Everybody needs yeah. to remember. You need to take care of yourselves, right? Yes. Like, And things yeah. can flare up, and especially since what we do, we end up sitting a lot. It's mm-hmm. important to, to stay fit and stuff. And you're the fittest one of all of us. And yeah, I don't it can like that you, right now. So. <laughs> but you are outside of this. You're usually the most, uh, the fittest one right now because, uh, yeah, I've definitely been slacking on my fitness journey, that's for sure.
3: Well, mine is and uh, on halt uh, until further notice. But yeah, I've I mean, I've been meaning to watch Shameless, and there's 11 seasons of it. So well, in the past go. week, I've made it to season seven or eight. Wow. So. Oh, it, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, even playing games, was I didn't have the mental capacity because of the pain. So mm-hmm. I just ended up binging Netflix and honestly I was not ready to go back to work today but if I didn't come back to work I was gonna go completely bonkers so I yeah. was like you know what it doesn't really matter I'm gonna fully work from home like I, I got the okay go from my managers to be like yeah you can work from home until further notice so that I can take breaks so that I can do my exercises my stretches um and if you know and take meeting calls while lying down on my back on the ground. <laughs> at least. Uh, yeah, just making the best of a terrible situation. Okay.
1: Well, hopefully we can distract you for an hour or so from the pain, I'm
3: talking video yes. games. <laughs> yes. Uh, at one point, I might just, like, get up and yeah. go.
1: <laughs> if, you, if you get up and walk around, we totally understand. You have a uh, yes. wireless headset, so you're totally capable. Maybe Joelle can distract us a bit by her adventures...
2: This oh. week that I,
1: I saw like a little bit of in our Discord, Joelle, you tried to go scuba diving.
2: Yeah has any Has anyone tried scuba diving before? No, never. ever. No. no. Okay, so the I would say that if it's something that you're interested in doing, I highly, highly recommend like thoroughly vetting the scuba shop that you're going to go do it with and not just look for, like... I mean, of course, it's expensive. Like, it's expensive to go do because there's a lot of equipment involved. There's a lot of expertise involved. But don't, like... I feel like we tried to kind of do, like, the cheap and fast route. And we did get a personal recommendation um, to go to this one dive shop uh, down in Key West, Florida. But they were so negligent on like people's safety and it it just felt like they wanted to get like people in and out like as fast as possible and like it it was a fairly in some ways I'm pretty sure some folks were like traumatized from the situation so like what happened is like it's just it's so fast you and, and you're learning a skill of like how to manage yourself when breathing underwater, which obviously you never experienced before in your life because we cannot do it by ourselves <laughs> and so <laughs> we we got there and we had like three and a half hours of pool work so you're obviously in a very controlled environment the pool is only like twelve feet deep, so you can only go twelve feet underwater so if you feel panicked or if you get scared, like you can easily you know rise to the surface like fairly quickly and And you're not you're you're going to be okay. And you have to practice all these drills. And there's a bunch of bookwork that you do beforehand. So you have to like take off your mask underwater and put it back on and clear it. And you have to you have a regulator in your mouth that's attached to the tank of air. And you have to like take that out of your mouth and put it back in and clear it. And like they kind of roll you through some of these basic skills so that when you are you know forty. 40 feet and i'm sorry i don't know the metric system but when you're of 40 uh us feet underwater like you're going to be able to handle some of like some main things that might trip you up and like you're going to be okay Mm -hmm. um but so it was like three and a half hours like to learn all those skills and then they did take us out into open water so it's like same day you know you're like okay like i i learned how to breathe underwater effectively and like kind of do some some basic safety skills but then they take us out and I didn't know this at the time but I guess these boats that they take people out on are called cattle boats Um, so just like they kind of load everyone up and I mean they're fairly large sized boats they're like probably the size of like three pontoons. um, But we had 25 people on this boat and like we were I'm pretty sure we were over max capacity and you have all these people on this boat and then you have all of our gear. So you have like all the tanks all the regulators like all this stuff. Um, And my boyfriend and I um, he's an EMT uh, and we were like a little nervous because we heard some of the instructors say like well there's kind of a lot of people like for this boat and Uh, we were like, well, that's not, that's not a great start. And, uh, (laughs) no, (laughs) we, we get, we get, it takes us, uh, takes us 30 minutes to get out to the dive site. And, you know, there's, there's so many people just like trying to get their stuff on. And, uh, luckily for us, there was only my Ryan and I for our instructor, but there were some other groups where there was like four new divers to one instructor, um, and that just, like, felt like a lot, like, a, just a lot of people to keep track of <laughs> underwater. <laughs> um, and so we all got out of the boat, like, kind of at the same time. So there's all of us, like, in the water, right by each other, because they, they put down mooring lines, like, for you to grab onto. So you mm-hmm. can kind of have, you don't have to totally, like, s- try to swim to stay in your group. And... Um, and there's only two mooring lines for 25 people so there's there's like you know 13 people trying to grab like one line which is like impossible so we're all like bunched up in this group and then like all of a sudden like we start hearing people like starting to scream like like really loudly and they're like they're like ow ow something bit me something got me like ow and like everyone just starts screaming and Apparently, there was this huge herd of jellyfish that were oh. right at the, at the dive site. No! And, um, these are uh, moonfish jellyfish, so, so they're fairly common on the surface. Um, but they didn't really, like, tell us this was going to happen. They didn't, like, prepare us for this, like, possibility. And I guess, like, this, the sting of this jellyfish is uh, similar to wasps like a wasp sting and of course they have tentacles and so you 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 get more than one you you get tangled up in them too you get tangled up in them and so and so people were like kind of yelling and screaming and then some people were just were like we're trying to get out of the water um like as fast as they could and and so some people were able to get out and like Ryan and I got out cause our, I was like, I don't think I can like mentally handle what's going to happen right now. Cause like there's like, it's like trying to swim in a swarm of bees, like essentially like you're trying, you're trying to like figure out how to survive underwater with like this, this like little, this like this like threat in some ways. Cause it's going to hurt you. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't not get hurt by these things. So we get out of the water and some people like are crying and they have these huge welts, like, on their bodies. And they're, like, starting to puff. And No! And, like, the crew didn't really seem too concerned. Just because, like, they're, like, oh, in 30 minutes, like, you'll be okay. Like, it's just a jellyfish sting. But it's, like, to a new person, when you've never done this before. <laughs> and you you just had three hours at a pool. Um, and then you, like, you go down in the water and then it hurts because like of all of these creatures um and so like my boyfriend kind of had to go into like emt mode and try to like take care of everyone because he's like can you breathe like are you allergic um and they're like well if you're allergic you should have your medicine on you and it's like well how would you know if you're allergic when you've never done this before (laughs) yeah oh my lord it was it was pretty bad like and and, like, our instructor, he was, he was kind of the nice one. He was, like, other instructors were kind of pushing people to get back in so that they would get, like, certified. Uh, they were, like, well, we'll be okay. Like, we should get back in the water. And some people went back in the water. And I was, like, I can't get back in the water. Like, I, I don't want to. Like, it's going to hurt. <laughs> like, I don't want to go back in there. And we're really glad that we didn't because we were there for, like, two hours and the whole time, these jellyfish were, like, all o- all around the boat. Like, all around the boat was this, like, little sea of purple and, like, there was kids that got stung. People were just, like, their faces, their necks, like, their legs, like, everywhere. they were They were coming up out of the water and they were just screaming and kids were crying and, like, it was just such a shit show. Like, it was something else and, like, an instructor lost a student, which is, like, very bad because, like, he came up out of the water and he's like, I lost a student. And, like, Ryan and I look at each other. Like, what did you just say? <laughs> you what the- What? You know, these people have been diving at this site for like for like, a number of months now. Like they know the site. Like they, Tell me, it,
1: you left a terrible review.
2: I we, yeah, we we did. Like it was it, it it was so bad. I mean, we were like, we're really glad we just didn't get back in the water, and we got a partial refund because we did like do the pool work, and we got credit for our pool work. But okay. we obviously, we didn't get certified, and so we kind of we had to like take the day and then on sunday we didn't go anywhere near the water we stayed on dry land the whole day (laughs) but we were just like this we probably should try this again because we went on to trusty reddit and to like see what kind of like is this normal we're just like is this kind of what diving is like is this how this is supposed to go and everyone was like this is terrible like we've never heard of this happening before like, this is bad. Like, jellyfish stings, like, you know, are actually, you know, fairly common. But you can prevent it by wearing, like, rash guards. By, like, yeah, knowing how to swim around them. Or, like, just waiting. Because they were so thick. Like, you, there was no opening to get back up to the boat. That's what I was people.
1: asking. How could they not see them to start to put you guys in the water with yeah. the jellyfish? Why couldn't they
2: move the boat? They could. They could move. So, after some of us got out of the water there was an option like for us to move but that would have taken up time which meant that some people wouldn't have been able to finish their certification which have meant loss of revenue for the company so essentially they were k- kind of like you're gonna be able to stick this out and like we're gonna oh, yeah and I think we were we were like wow this is truly terrible it's <laughs> <Like>, terrible this- <laughs> yeah it's really bad and like just the fact that someone lost someone and like, and like, like they're okay. I just, I had to like, they're fine. They were on the boat. They like, they were fine, but it was, it was truly like something else. And I, you know, I have done like wilderness camping up in Minnesota for like 13 years. So like, I, I kind of understand like my limits of like, you know, when you're in a situation, you have to be very safety conscious, and you have to be very aware of like your limitations and like what's going to be the best thing like for the group and for yourself. And I just remember being like, I can't, I can't, in good conscience, try this because if I get freaked out, like I'm gonna be in a I mean, your margin for error underwater is yeah. like, slim to none. Are you are you, you a confident it, so. swimmer to start? Yeah, yeah. Like I've done triathlons and like things like that. Like I've swam okay. like. Um, like, uh, for the longest triathlon I did, we had to swim um, just shy of uh, two miles. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I am a confident swimmer, but it, it's a totally different experience when you're underwater. And, like, well, you have to get up to the surface to survive. So That's what
1: I was thinking, too, because, like, I was a competitive synchronized swimmer for years. Mm-hmm. And... Know what it's like to stay under the to hold myself under the water. Yeah. And, like go down 16 feet and sit at the bottom with no apparatus. But yeah. learning the apparatus, doing that in three hours, and then them taking you out in the middle of the ocean, let alone yeah. the jellyfish is around.
3: And the ocean right. chose violence that day. Go, oh, the
1: ocean chose, like, yes. I'm thinking, like, <laughs> yeah. I can't get that open water movie out of my head. You know what I mean? And then they yeah. lost somebody? Like, <laughs> and yes. had to find them, track them down? Like, uh, hell to the no.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> I didn't want to, like, I wanted to keep it short or short, but just saying, like, there, there's a lot of people that told us on Reddit, like, hey, we're really sorry, like, this, it, like, we've never experienced before, you know, I've been diving decades, and like, this is a rare occurrence, and so they told us, like, you know, if you really want to see if this is something you would enjoy, like, just try again, and try, do, do a totally different outfit, like, try to vet your, your instructors, and um, so I guess, I like, guess just another lesson for us of like how to properly vet people, like don't, don't always like take the cheap and fast route, even though like we just, we just didn't know we were new and like someone told us this was a great experience. So we were like, okay, but it was still like, I mean, it was like 12, it was $1,200 and that was the cheaper package like to go do this. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was something, but I'm just like, I'm just glad that like we were safe. I'm glad Ryan was there to like kind of help take care of people and not because he wanted to be the hero, just because no one else was taking care of these people on board. Yeah. It was like, it was like, Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> so that was totally being negligent in that, yeah. that sense. And if th- they obviously didn't understand that this is going to be traumatizing for people because they've been through no. it. Umpteen probably times and
2: right. Yeah. A like lot even- of people
1: to have out on the water yeah. at the same time. And-
2: and like, can you imagine, like, like say, like you weren't, or like the, these little kids, like they go in and they think they're gonna have this adventure with their family, and like, he comes out and he's just like, he's red and he's patchy and like he's he's like crying and like everyone else like is hurt and like I mean, it honestly, like you put a filter over that scene and like it's a horror movie. It was Jeez. just like it was something else.
1: So Well well that that's an adventure. Usually you come back with these really like fun things that you've done this is terrifying
2: yeah <laughs> <So, laughs> it was a little yeah. terrifying so yeah I just, like, yeah is, like glad glad that we like glad we kept our safety first like glad we're okay and yeah. also like just if you find yourself in a situation that you're not comfortable in like just say that you're not comfortable in and like don't allow anyone else to like make you do something you like don't want to do like if you're just like this smells bad like don't because like there were other instructors that were pushy and i was like mm-hmm. that's really rude because they're like this is a dangerous situation you know like mm-hmm. this is not this is dangerous and so i'm glad we kind of stuck to our guns and we're like no we're gonna stay on the boat <laughs> we're gonna stay here <laughs> i don't blame so. you at all i'm
1: glad you're here yeah. you're alive to tell the tale
2: <laughs> we are yeah
1: um, I didn't have nearly anything that crazy, wild, and exciting happening in my life this past week. Um, but I did enjoy the new Mirage song that came out. Tied at One Republic did it along with uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Did you guys hear the track? Not yet. Not no. yet? I think you guys would oh, like man. it. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. We added it to new music on iHeart, and I was like, this is great. Um, so yeah, I enjoy that. Because uh, yeah, Ubisoft is always chooses really good music and Kat and I've talked about it many times before chooses really good music or makes really good music for their games. And, and this partnership with One uh, Public Republic is, is pretty dope. Um, we do have a community question from Twitter slash X that I wanted to bring back. Uh, I promised David Hutchison, the uh, third known as Ginsu 3000 on Twitter that uh, he had, he had messaged this to us and I was like, I'm going to ask everybody in the podcast because I think that's the prime opportunity to do it since it's video game related. So the question is you just rolled credits on a new game. You have been anticipating and waiting for, for years, loving every minute. Now, do you a new, a new game plus post game unwilling, uh, for the party to stop unwilling to let go B go outside, touch grass, Need to breathe a moment before starting something else. C. Hardcore. Close and delete data. Yank the game out and insert. Launch next adventure. My backlog's so big, I can't not hit the next button. Or D. That was the top of the mountain. There will be nothing better. Swears off caving. Snaps controller over the knee. And burns system in FG. Turning away from the medium in its entirety. Never to return. (laughs) These aren't... The be-all, end-all of choices, of course. But what would you do afterwards? Steve is the guest. A, B,
0: C, or D? (laughs) Well, first off, this is an amazing question. Uh, I know! So so shout out. Um, Yeah, I I love it. You know, honestly, I'm kind of an A A or B kind of guy, guy, you know? Um, When when I went through Elden Ring, there was like, it was a no-life situation. So after that... I definitely had to go out and touch grass a little bit and just, you know, get outside and do things that just weren't playing video games and playing Elden Ring. But, um, I mean, recently I went through Starfield, enjoyed that. I've been waiting a long, long time for that game. And immediately after rolling credits on that, I was like, oh, new game plus. Perfect. I got And also I'm someone who enjoys grabbing achievements or trophies, uh, depending on the the platform. So that also goes into my decision there of like, okay, well, I played the base game, I, I rolled credits, now what what's left to to clean up? If if I like the game enough, I'm going through that achievement list or trophy list trying to get as much as I can realistically without um, investing too much time into it. But yeah, depending on how much I love the game or how much uh, I'm already invested, I either go straight into like a new game plus kind of mop out mode or I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I I got everything I needed out of this experience. I'm going to go outside and go, (laughs) you know, look at the sun for the first time in a a week or two. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I like that to go outside touch grass. That's cuz right. sometimes when you're that thick into a game, you need that kind of a breather. Oh yeah. Cat, Cat how about
3: you? I'm um, definitely B. Yeah, you go outside, you're going touch, outside gra- touch grass. Do something a breather. else. Yeah, watch a needing show. to process
1: what you just experienced. Yeah. Let it flow yeah. through you. Yeah. yeah. Channel that energy. Cool. joelle
2: I'm I'm C. <laughs> yeah close and delete I'm, data yank the game out nice i'm just like <laughs> thank got, you next got, yes thank you like i'll be I'll, I'll savor the moment and be like i'll ride the high and then next day i'm like all right let's slot another one in i'm r- i'm ready to i'm ready to get back on the roller coaster and get to another one because there's just so many fabulous games to play
1: i love it i'm not gonna lie i felt a bit of d when i uh finished uh, breath of the wild That was the top of the mountain. I was like, there can't be anything like, like, it's almost like I did. This was almost like everything I went through, almost like grief or something, because like I did that. I remember also thinking about, oh, no, now I need to get all the Korok seeds. And then I also thought I need to go outside and touch grass because I've done nothing else and my neck is screwed up and like I I need to process. And then but I guess I couldn't really do see. I couldn't close and delete the data because I still have that. (laughs) <laughs> so maybe I lied. Mostly, though, I you know I, I think I go outside, touch grass. I need to try something else because when you're shooketh that much, you you, you need a breather to see you know move on to the next thing because there's so many things to cover right now. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I got five <laughs> games going all the time and more creeping in from the backlog. So uh, so yeah. Thank you, David. That was a great question. If anybody else has questions for us, yes. toss it at us on X slash Twitter or in the Discord channel. Cause uh, yeah. yeah, I love that. Fantastic. Okay. Real quick. Fantasy Critic League. Let's see where we stand. Who oh boy. Okay. We've had a smidge of movement on the Girls on Games podcast. Um, Games released. So uh, right now, Catherine is still at the top of the charts. I'm second. Joelle is in third. Simon is in fourth. Um, Minico's Night Market is going to come in with the numbers soon. We should also be seeing numbers for Cyberpunk 2077 Fan of Liberty. Um, as well as this week, I've got Cocoon, uh, that's coming. So yeah, there's definitely, definitely going to be movement this week. I tried to pick up a game yesterday and, uh, or the other day and ran into problems. I think I misjudged where the bidding, stealing, whatever else was going on. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to try again on, uh, I can try again today because it's Monday. Uh, but yeah, interesting uh, seeing how that is going. Let's see if anybody did get to pick up anything. Dun, da, da, da. Nope. The last thing was me picking up Cocoon. That was it. All right. On the community side. All right. All right. Uh ooh we've had some movement. So Pat's still at number 1, but Darth is now in 2nd, Phoenix in 3rd, Joel in 4th, Alba in 5th, me in 6th, Simon in 7th and Tim in 8th. So yeah, there's definitely stuff games coming there. So yeah, it's it's still jumping around, but I think Cat's still going to take the show for uh the podcast and uh Pat pretty much has the community one on lock, I'm not going to lie. You guys chose very wisely back in January and it's, continue to do so.
3: <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, Sea of Stars, and Baldur's Gate 3 are my breadwinners.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was nice. What a nice lineup. What a
0: lineup. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's fun too because, like, Sea of Stars kind of came out of nowhere, nowhere. We didn't know. And after the drama that was Redfall, we didn't know what Starfield was going to bring. And, yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, I think you guys, uh, Breath of the Wild was a lock. Or not Breath of the Wild, Tears yeah. of the kingdom was, a, kingdom. Was a, was a, kingdom was a lock. Who are we kidding, right? Sure. So, yeah. I, I,
0: I want to quickly ask for, for Kat, did you think, like, when you picked that, Baldur's Gate would rate that high?
3: No, I picked it because I've been waiting for this game for 20 years, and I manifested okay. that it was going to be... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I didn't expect it to to no to get that high. I didn't think it would be because right now, like Baldur's Gate three and Tears of the Kingdom are at ninety six and gave me thirty two points each. I didn't yeah. think it would get to the level of Tears of the Kingdom. Even when it started getting hyped, I was like, "Yo, D and D game, my nerds!" But now it's just like, and Sea of Stars like eighty nine. It gave me nineteen points. Like Sea of Stars is like I grabbed it because it, like it looked cool. And, like, I still have City Skyline 2 and Super Mario Bros. Wonders that I think are going to be, like, oh, pretty hyped. But, like, Quite I've, the got, Quite I've the got, got Minico's Night yeah. Market that I also picked just because I, I wanted to play the game. So there was a bit of vibes and a bit of tactic, but a lot of underdog games that just kind of, like, pushed me up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, no. The the only reason I asked it's because I grew up as like a Baldur's Gate kid, playing it on PC and everything. So obviously I was I was down for Baldur's Gate three and everything. And then I saw like people outside of like what you consider Baldur's Gate fans start talking yeah. about. I was like, wait a minute, wait, yeah, you, you guys are into this nerdy <laughs> nerd game? Like, come on! And then the numbers came out. I was like, oh wow, I was not yeah. expecting this. And then just the the public perception of it of the game too. I was I wasn't prepared
3: even Larian studio were like, what? Cause like yeah. they were expecting like the D and D nerds to show up. But when all the high fantasy nerds showed up because like no elder scrolls or like, you know, it was the, it was one of the biggest like high fantasy release in the past, like three, four years. So they just kind of like jumped on it, even though it's D and D is not an easy system to learn and it's not in game mode. It's not necessarily better. And it's like a, like onboarding on Baldur's Gate 3 is terrible um, but you know like I just kind of like went in because I play a lot of D&D but I was like some people were texting me like what the fuck is this I was like oh no you sweet summer child you gotta learn the system though because this game is good (laughs) so I think everybody was just like what also uh, Esterian and Karlak
1: they're speaking
2: Greek to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i <saying>, like, <laughs> just saying thirst. She just said enough said. That's yeah, said. <laughs> pretty much. As I,
1: yeah, that's what I, in Bar- Baldur's Gate 3 speak. Um, let's talk about what everybody's been playing this week. Kat, you kind of made a perfect transition. You were playing Minico's Night Market for review. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: It's finally here. It's everything I hoped for. Yeah. But unfortunately, has some major flaws. Ah, uh, too bad. But it's... It's not like a deal breaker. It's indie game, the indie game. You can see where they made choices, where they made concessions, but also where they could fix later with quality of life up- upgrades. Um, okay. So basically the story, you are Miniko, Minico, a young girl. Uh, you just move to the island of Mount Fuji with your dad. And that small island in I guess it's a fictional version of a Japanese island. Um, there is a old tale about a cat spirit that protects the island and helps people with the crops. And uh, when you land there, you learn about that story, but also, hey, maybe it's true. So there's a whole story as you progress through the game around the island, and you discover the island, and you discover the villagers, and you discover this story. So, um, that's the story. So it's basically a, yeah, it's Stardew Valley with a better story. Um, but there's no, there's no farming. It's only the collecting and crafting part of Stardew Valley. Okay. So you start, um, as you go through the story, you'll have access to an area that gives you a certain type of resource, like flowers, and then you save the forest and you can get wood and then you. Liberate a cave and you could get some rocks and some gems. And then you use that to craft items. And every Saturday night is the night market, which is a big event. And you have a little booth and you can sell the stuff you make to make money. To buy more tools, to get more resources, to sell more shit, to get more money, to buy more tools, to make different kinds of stuff. So you you can make art, you can make jewelry, you can sew stuff, you can make paper crafts. Um, and also you use these items, uh, you'll form relationships with the villagers and they'll ask you like, oh, if you can make me a, if ever you make me a cat purse, that would be so amazing. And you can sew a little, you collect little hairballs from the cats around the island and then you can ma- make a purse out of it <laughs> with little ears. Um, and that whole part is beautiful. I love it. It's very Calming. It's been a very calming game. I gave up on Baldur's Gate while I am in horrible pain. I need something to center me and soothe me. And you sent me this code and I was like, thank God. <laughs> I need that right now. Um, <clears throat> and the way the gameplay works is you have two time slots during the day. So when you travel to an area, let's say I travel to the garden to pick flowers that uses a time slot. Then I come back to the village and it's evening and then I can go to another area. And then you have uh, a heart and it's your energy. And like, let's say picking flower takes less energy than mining uh, or hacking a tree to get some wood. But there's only so much you can do in a day, right? Um, And there's there's no time limit. Basically what triggers the day to go through is you like going to an area and coming back or going to bed to like bypass. Um, Because I find early in the game when you only have one heart of energy, I couldn't even keep enough energy to go to a second area or I didn't have enough money to buy food to refill my heart. So you're allowed to eat three food items per day. So this is how they like make this economy of what you can do and how much you can collect. And as you progress through the story, you'll have access to more things. Um, So it's really hand-in-hand like that. Um, And also, there are seasons, four weeks to a season, different flowers, different fishes, depending on the season, depending on if you're fishing during the day or at night, things like that. Um, Not as detailed and fancy as Sardew Valley, but just enough to be like, hey, (laughs) I need jellyfish to make pink dye. Why didn't I finally jellyfish then i realize i haven't only been fishing through the day um and as you also every night that you go to the night market you upgrade the market and there's new booths where you can buy stuff so you can buy like let's say um, items that are out of season or special standalone items like maybe a character was like hey you know like sometimes at the night market they sell like a cat shaped taiyaki like, could you bring me one? So then you have to go through the market until the food vendor has that food item for you to buy. To bring it to that person. So that's how they like kind of like gatekeep your progress. It's a mix of that. Um, and as you progress through the game, you know, you have more mechanics to get more stuff. And, you know, it ramps up pretty quick. Um, and if you're pretty savvy, I think in one year, you can, like in one year game time, like four seasons... You can finish it. Um, I'm not at that point. I'm doing whatever, but it's definitely cozy. I think it's less stress inducing than Stardew Valley. Mm. I'm gonna like. It's just like you wake up one day and you're like, I gotta make this bouquet. I'm gonna pick some flowers. You go and you pick flowers, and they're, you know, no time limit. It's just like that. The gripe I have is the inventory system. This is a game where you collect shit and craft shit. Your inventory is central. Where are my gardam sorting and filtering options? Oh, no. Unless, oh. unless I'm dumb. Oh. Because I found that, you know, up top it says all. And mm-hmm. you can um, flip through that. Then it'll show you just the food item, just the toys, just the resources, just mm-hmm. the crafted item. Like there's a way, but like, there's no way to like sort from like newest to oldest or it's just like sometimes oh. I use an item. It let, it, let, it leaves the inventory a hole in the inventory until I pick something up new and it's going to go in that hole. Oh, frustrating. Mm. And it's like sometimes I'm just like, hey, I got to make pink dye. So I want to go in my inventory, find jellyfishes and squeeze them for the pink dye. Um, I got to scroll. I got to find them. But then also when you click on the jellyfish and you uh, click squeeze, it closed the menu and it says, hey, you made a pink dye. Cool. I got to reopen, reclick the jellyfish, reclick squeeze. Rinse and repeat. Rin- yes. Yeah. And even when you're selling stuff, like I, you know, because you, you can sell stuff at the night market, but you can also go to the general store. There's a few stores where you can just show up and kind of like unload your inventory. You make more money by selling things at the night market. But the night market is once a week. So sometimes I'm not going to need 125 rocks. Maybe I sell them and make a quick buck. Um, You have two options. (laughs) Like sell one rock for whatever amount of dollars. Sell all your rocks. You can't split your inventory. Not that I found. That's annoying. I mean, these are all things that they can fix at least. But it's like they should have fixed it before. So it's it's definitely a very tedious game in that sense. Okay. So not only are you going, like, let's say today I'm going to go pick flowers and you just kind of, like, walk around a field going, walking up to flowers and just clicking A or enter.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm playing with a
3: controller, so tapping A and just picking mm-hmm. up stuff one by one by one by one by one by one. By one. Um, it can get very monotonous and very repetitive. That's an upside for certain people. That's a downside for certain people. Okay. And my last gripe is... Everything you do is kind of a mini game, but a lot of them are quick time events type. So uh, let's say for the paper craft, which is basically origami, um, there's an arrow that's going to show up on the screen and you have like two seconds to click the right direction. So if it's the same each
1: time, like if you know if it's a pattern, you know you're going to learn it's always going to be up, you're making the the hat, if you're making the uh, paper crane, it's another direction. No. No
3: it's just depending on how um complex the item is you're going to have yeah. more than one prompt okay but it's very like i'm like that's an accessibility issue right there mm-hmm. um the uh the sewing the game when you sew an item is you have a little line and you have a sewing machine and you have to sew along the line and the zigzag and even me i'm like this is this is hard this is a And it's like you have three levels of quality, right? If you get it perfect, you get a perfect item. If you get it right, you get an item. If you screw up, you just get garbage. So there's... (laughs) There's not a lot of, like, flexibility. So if you're looking for an accessible game, this is not it. Um, Unfortunately. But again, like, this was made by, like, two people were the main devs. So these decisions are not bad decisions. I think they're just the decisions they had to make. Mm. Uh, But all in all, it's like the art style is gorgeous and I'm really enjoying it. Like it is, it's very soothing and it's very much like, okay, just another day, just another day. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll play until the night market. But like, then I get to the night market and I find items I've been waiting for to show up. So now it's like I wake up Monday and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go give, these items to the people that were waiting for them and it's just like i i played like i started playing i think friday um and like in and over the weekend i almost i think i played like 20 20 hours easy like it's just so easy it sucks you in like yeah, I said that
1: it's it's good that at least it's got that going for it cuz then like I said those things can be fixed. The inventory thing can be fixed over time. Like they'll do patches, they'll do upgrades, they'll do like the next, you know, the next thing comes out and they'll try to mitigate those problems yeah. cuz I'm sure you're not going to be the only one yeah, with that, it, especially for those of us who play a lot of farming Sim Life Sims.
3: Exactly. You know. And I I don't think like for for working on a game that has like a lot of shit in the game, just a lot of stuff like sorting algorithm are not easy to do. No, so search is not
1: either. Yeah. So it's I, tough.
3: I I am thinking like especially when it comes to in this case it's just like pictograms, so I think it's easy for them to like I don't see why they're not automatically sorted by type, you know, all the fishes together and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um but it just it just gets annoying. Maybe like honestly, if I I've been known to like Go throughout a game without knowing a mechanic. Like I said, Tears of the Kingdom. I sp- I spent like ninety percent of the game not knowing what the pose were for, and finally finding it <laughs> when I'm in the before I go see Ganondorf, and then be like, "All right, see you in ten hours, Ganondorf." Now I got this shit to do. Um So if I missed an option, a sorting option, please let me know. I've been I was looking at that menu. I was like, "Tell me, tell me, there's a way to just to sort, just to like just slot everything, please." It's like it's tedious going to sell shit is tedious finding shit to to like to find the fishes to squeeze them to make ink um, can be tedious. And I'm just like why do I have to like click like I need I need five inks because I'm going to make a few things like I got to go open my menu and click on a fish and click on a squeeze option five times. It reminds me of the Animal Crossing thing
1: crafting and stuff too and you only craft one at a time. Yeah. Like that kind of frustration where you're just like, oh, there's so much ease of life you could modify and do it. And then they just never
3: yeah, well, you bothered know, to touch that. Star, Stardew Valley added a lot of those options, like later yeah, much later down yeah. the line. Much, totally. much later. So honestly, I'm I'm loving like this game. I'm so happy I got to play it. I've been waiting for this game on like I think five years. At one point we yeah. did the tiny game hypecast and I hyped this game. Yeah. So
1: yeah, which and is honestly, another Another thing we need to bring back around again.
3: Honestly, and the island is full of cats, and you can pet them, and when you pet them, they follow you around. So, I don't know, game nice. of the year. Baldur's <laughs> Gate <hoop? laughs> Real talk.
1: <laughs> Speaking about petting the animals, <laughs> Steve, you're playing party animals? How's that going? And can you pet uh, them? Well, I guess you can, because you can eat each other? Maybe. Yeah,
0: technically. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe it's a pet. Maybe it's a very aggressive pet when you when you knock knock another uh player out no party animals is an absolute delight i'm i'm enamored by this game um it kind of fits in that same kind of section as like among us or or fall guys where it just kind of feels like it's it's one of those games that will catch like the online zeitgeist where everyone will kind of dive in for for a while and it's like the, the online viral party game of of people's choice and yeah, I've been playing this last week, and every every game I'm just, like, beaming, just with a smile on my face. I'm laughing. It's just so lighthearted, and especially in the year where as good as 2023 is, I think the, the year is just inundated with, you know, so many big, epic campaigns or, you know, massive uh, online games that... I didn't, uh, want you to invest so much out of out of yourself whether it's time or or money or something like this party animals is just kind of like a laid-back thing you can play with friends you can play like on your own and just kind of jump into like a quick match all of the games last maybe five minutes top so even if you're just like hey you know what i've got you know half an hour to to kill i'll jump in for you know a few games and feel like i've just like had you know uh, a good laugh, and yeah essentially what it is uh, for people that don't know it, uh, i i kind of put it like very akin to 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 fall guys it meets like human fall flat where it's this mm-hmm. arcadey uh party game mixed with the- uh, the the physics based stuff from human fall flat where you can like you know gra- grab someone grab someone or something and kind of just like swing it around um there it's 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 almost like a brawler in the sense too where you can you know. Punch someone out or like drop kick them, and uh, that all happens in between these like small, small-ish uh, party games. Uh, they're they're kind of split between like three main um, types, where it's like last man standing, which is kind of this you know eight player battle royale kind of thing, where if you're the last one on the stage, you get a point. It's best of. Uh, First to three uh, wins the, the entire match. Uh, there's like a team-based game where you can play like soccer or football with uh, teams of four against one another. And then arcade, which is teams of four uh, doing like the last man standing kind of thing. And yeah, there's just a, filled to the brim with like adorable characters. I mean, one of the the ones on the cover is just a corgi, but then there's also crocodile, stuff like that all the a whole bunch of like cosmetic items that you can also unlock for them so you get like different suits for for your penguin or your crocodile and stuff like that uh, i mean just uh recording this on the 25th yesterday actually they did a crossover with Ori and the blind force that they got Ori in there with Naru Aww. uh that you can unlock i that's cool. My my weekend was spent grinding the in-game currency just to afford Ori because I was like, let's <laughs> use this launch is like, I need that because <laughs> their art style in the game is so adorable. Like yeah. for something that's kind of, you know, arcadey and simplistic, there's a lot of attention to detail to make these characters look really Cute and like fuzzy, like for the the corgi or the cats and everything. They there's a lot of like texture to them, which I, I find really awesome. And, and same goes for Ori, where like even to the point where like the eyes just kind of like beam off the screen. Like they they have like a very cool art style for being what I assume is a small team. I've never heard of the, the developers before recreate games. I think this is their first game. So oh wow, uh, props to them for for going all out. But yeah, I'm just having so much genuine fun. Uh, with this, uh, with this game, and yeah, just some of the like the inner working mechanics of it of just like running up to someone like not, punching them out. They're they're lying down. they like even like the small details where like the animal's mouth will open up when they're like knocked out, and then you just like pick them up, you throw them, and then they start like th- thrashing around in the in the air as they're getting tossed over the the ledge. It's just it, it's it's a genuine amount of fun, and I hope that this is the kind of game that they can kind of. Uh, massage and support over time because i do feel like right now there's a there's a great amount of content for like in terms of just the the types of games that you can play the stages and stuff like that but i hope that we can get into a cadence of like okay what does the week to week look like are we cycling through different levels are we cycling through different modes now Uh, because i think that's going to be the the big question is with any of these online games is how, what's the stickiness here? what's the compelling thing to, to get us to uh, come back week after week? But from a baseline from just a week uh, spent with this game and, and many, many hours, I'm, I'm having such a such a blast with it, and I can't wait to just play more of it because yeah' it, it, it's, it's one of those online kind of culture games that uh, it's just fun to play with friends.:
1: Is there a local m- multiplayer? Or do you have to play online? There is? Okay. And yeah. then my other question and follow-up, I have a lot of family members who are not necessarily gamers. So yeah. if they know a controller but not, would they be able to jump into this and be able to have fun as much yes. as I would? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, I, I think the barrier for entry in this game is very minimal. I, I think, honestly, the, the most complex thing that you can even do in it is the, is the drop kick, which is, it involves pressing three buttons in succession and that's that's the most like tedious or like most like complicated thing the the game kind of offers if if you can understand the point system and how to punch someone out and kind of like grab them and toss them off that's that's essentially the game um and then yeah doing the 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 local stuff you can actually create custom games so if you just want to party up with maybe four people or i think upwards of eight for custom games, like local. You can oh, do wow. that, set your own, uh, set which kind of game you want to play and, and all that. So yeah, it's very accessible for getting friends together like at one's house and kind of just putting a, putting a party together. great.
1: Yeah, and I believe it's on Game Pass.
0: Yes, right? which is yeah. huge, yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's, that's awesome. But it's on like most other platforms too. Maybe not Switch. I don't know, is it on Switch?
0: No, it's only PC and Xbox right now.
1: PC and Xbox? Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Sick. But I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that they can get like some PlayStation integration mm-hmm. in there, some Switch stuff, because I again one of the things, Ori crossover is great. I want to see more mascots come in. I know that it's yeah. like the whole party animals kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's break the rules a little bit. Let's get like, you know, some cool like Ratchet in there. You uh, know? He's an like, animal. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. Animal. <laughs> yeah. Let's
1: do but, it. Maybe but yeah, Clay. He's not an animal, but he's no, he, he, he can still be
0: in there. He could be like a little backpack accessory. <laughs> yeah. You you know? Yeah. I, I want to see some cool mascots. Maybe Toad, even. I don't know if he's a name. Yeah. It's kind of like a mushroom, but <laughs> mushroom yeah. man. But um, yeah. I, <laughs> put I, him I'm in the Chinookie suit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
1: Sweet.
2: Joelle, you finished Sea of Stars? Thoughts? Oh. I did. It was fantastic. I know uh, maybe some people, you know, picked it up and maybe put it down for Starfield or for other releases that came out. But I just think this is such a sweet little gem of a game. Um, it captured my heart, and I highly recommend that people play it. I hope that a DLC comes out if that's possible. Um, I, I didn't have the heart to jump into New Game Plus because there's still some things I, I kind of wanted to do in the base game. So I'm not going to start that too quite so soon. But um, it, it, it sure is just something special. And, and I do hope that it gets nominated and, and there's nods given to, to Sabotage uh, Games because it was just a treasure. Um, and because I just fell for head over heels for a Sea of Stars, I went right ahead and I downloaded the messenger uh, from the same studio because I guess there's a lot of like um, nods and crossovers um, that if like, if you know, you know, wink, wink. Um, and so I wanted to get in on the inside, uh, inside joke. And so I, I downloaded the messenger and I started it and it's very fun. And um, I, I can see, I, I can see nods to, to the studio and um I'm excited to to continue um, to continue it, and that's just what I love about hopping into their game. Like if I find, you know, I've never played a sabotage uh, studio game before, and so it's fun when you just get captured by the magic, and then there's more to be had. So I was like, I will take more, please, <laughs> and I, I went right to it. So that's what I'm doing.
1: Love it. I'm still making my way through Starfield. My only great point right now is I wish, I wish there was a map in the cities telling me where all the stores are. Right. Dear God. Right. I never know. No and map? I feel like I, there's no map of the city, like, telling you where oh. things are. That's all I need. It's just, I want to know what's a store, what's not, so on and so forth. Like, that's just dumb. Um, but anyways, that's, I, I'm, I'm sure Steve, after playing through Starfields, you know exactly how I feel.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I... <laughs> I I went to that one bar where you could hire mercenaries. I was like, I'll come back to this eventually. And then I got to the end of my playthrough. I was like, never found that bar again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the other thing, too, is I'm like, where did I leave my outpost? (laughs) Yeah. Had spent like 20 minutes just looking around the map, trying to figure out where I dropped my mining stuff. But
0: hey, I figured it out. (laughs) I think that they're trying to patch that in. Patch uh, local city maps in. Thank God! <laughs> yeah, because um, it's I'm pr-
1: frustrating.
0: I'm pretty sure I saw that on like their latest like patch notes that they're working on it. So Thank hopefully God. it comes out soon.
1: uh oh, I love it. In the meantime, I pre-ordered Paleo Pines uh, for my trip this weekend because we're going well there's the wedding we're kind of going up north a little bit but there's chalet times and everything and i don't have to go in and and do wedding party stuff because i'm not in the wedding party i have to show up for photos and things but that's about it so i might have some free time this is a like a farming sim meets creature collector but the creatures are dinosaurs so i am here for it i've seen some reviews look super cute it's one I've been watching for a while. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to go and find some dinos. Because, I mean, that just makes sense, right? If you're going to have a creature collector, you might as well be collecting dinosaurs. It's true. Yeah. All right, folks, it's that time. Walk down memory card lane. Each week, the team will have to guess a historical game that would have released during the time of this episode's airing. We'll start with the game's release date. And then I'll give hints about the game for the team to guess what it is. Steve, Kat, Joelle, you can jump in at any time if you think you know what the answer is. Okay? So, think back to October 4th, 2011. Let the guessing begin. Let me know when you want to know the next hint. Uh... Where were you? What were you doing? What were you playing?
0: What consoles did you have?
1: PlayStation Hmm. 3. Yeah.
0: Xbox 360.
3: Next hand, please. Yeah. Okay. Though the North American
1: release date was October 4th, it was released in Japan on September 22nd and in Europe on October 7th. Oh, oh, uh.
2: Come on, cat. It's, it's you, only- can, you got it.
1: <laughs> Tell me She's when you trying. want the next
3: question.
2: She's trying so hard. It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh.
3: Is it mo- a Monster Hunter game? No.
1: No. It's Not a Monster Hunter. Next cue? Yeah. Next,
3: yeah. next
1: okay. one. This game has had a significant impact on the gaming industry. Even having a category of games named after it.
0: Uh oh. Oh wait, it's it's not Dark Souls, is it?
1: You got it! Wow.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic, Steve. Yeah. Thank when you. Kat, I thought you like were gonna clue into the Japanese side of it. Yeah. yeah. but uh, yeah. I, I
3: was like, definitely Japanese game. But I was like, oh god, I was going through my head like, is it a Final Fantasy? Is it like a
0: Konami yeah. um, release? Mm. Like, I was also thinking like, does it line up with like a Persona game? They mm, all often do the, uh, yeah 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 the dates, delayed
1: but, releases yeah. yeah it's only recently that they've like everybody has tried to do like a unified worldwide release date oftentimes when they have to deal, deal with a lot of translation and stuff they don't um other clues that I had, but I really figured you were gonna get it after that one um, this game is known for its punishing difficulty. Oh, no. bonfire service checkpoints. Oh, the, game featured, the game features a seamless and interconnected world, allowing players to explore various areas without load screens. Mm-hmm. Deep mm-hmm. and intricate lore, but doesn't uh, but it doesn't present the story in a traditional manner. We all know that oh, about yeah. Dark Souls. Yeah, it's Ren- yeah. crazy. <laughs> Renowned for its epic boss battles, each boss requiring the player to use a different strategy to defeat and has a distinctive dark and gothic art style. Dark Souls, released October 4th, 2011.
2: If you're, yeah. if you're named Steve and a guest of this podcast, you do really well at this game. It's, it's two <laughs> it's for true. two.
0: Steve Saylor got it last week, too. Really? <laughs> now now we gotta get uh, more Steves on. just to Yeah, the, uh, the that's tradition right. That, We're uh, all the Steves.
1: Bring yeah. on yeah, all the Steves. <laughs> I think Steve Saylor got it within three, too. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. so pretty good. Pretty good. All right. We're about ready to hit the topic of the week, which of course we're going to chat about international podcast day. Are you folks ready for that? Yep. Let's go. Of course. (laughs) And we're back Saturday, September 30th is international podcast day. It's something we've been celebrating for quite a while considering this is what we do every week. But I think it'd be cool if we talk about some of our favorite video game podcasts from around the world and right here in Canada. Steve, you are on a whole bunch. Do you want to talk about your podcasts? I mean, I, I can. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I guess the first one um, that I'll talk about is Creature Cast, which uh, started over a year ago at this point. It was kind of just an offshoot of uh, Console Creatures, the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do it every week with uh Bobby and and Dave there. Uh it's a, it's a great little little team we got going on and yeah, it's just a lot of fun uh to kind of build that cadence build the rhythm of it kind of get into what what our strengths are what our weaknesses are kind of just build build off you know the rapport we have one another but um yeah for people who might want to check it out we're on all major podcast services and uh yeah kind of each week we just for the most part just talk about games we've been playing um which you know Leave it to to three nerds just to kind of gab about uh, you know the hottest games, especially a year like this year. There's no shortage of them, so that kind of takes up the bulk of the time. But uh, on off weeks, you know, we'll we'll dive into some of the news, uh, especially when there's bigger news items. But for the most part, it's kind of just our our way of spotlighting certain games, kind of talk about the inner workings of them, our opinions on them, and kind of just shout out the you know the talented teams that kind of craft these these, uh, experiences for us. Um, and then the other one, uh, I do every week is, uh, a game, a gaming podcast, which, uh, kind of talked about at the the top of the show, a lot of, uh, great voices. We talked about, you know, Steve Saylor's on there, Camille's on there, uh, Aaron Caboose's, uh, on there, Marcel, like there's so many great voices, I think. And one of the things I most appreciate about it is that it's such a diverse kind of, uh, Panel that we have on there, so it's not, you know, just uh, there's so many different interests and backgrounds and perspectives that kind of go into it. So it's, you know, it keeps it fresh. It keeps it very compelling, in my opinion. Um, that's that's kind of the the thing that got me on board with it when it was kind of just first brought to my desk. Where it was like, okay, you can be a part of this. And it's not anything I've kind of been involved with before where it is so so diverse and that's something I, I really appreciate and to be honest I consider a lot of them you know close close friends in the industry so it's very easy to just kind of jump on a, a discord call each week and talk about something i'm very passionate about so yeah that one again uh on all major platforms as well as uh, we post the video on youtube as well so you can find a gaming podcast on x formerly twitter or a gaming network as well where uh marcel puts together this like little blog newsletter that goes out each week so very cool to see and that one's a, a little bit more new so we're still having a blast but it is very much okay let's let's see what we can do with this uh, platform kind of experiment and kind of see how how much we can grow it week by week
1: great and there's a uh, syrup cast as well which is tied to uh, mobile sir- syrup yeah. which is a weekly as well i noticed uh or is it monthly hmm, it
0: They're, might be monthly they, they kind of have a sporadic uh release as far as i know um yeah yeah, so it could be monthly. It could also be bi-monthly, uh, depending on their schedule. Um, I've had the, the pleasure of being on a few episodes. I'm involved in their their draft league this year, which I'm just losing at. I did not get the Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's <laughs> Gate, uh, anything like that. I, like a smart person, not uh, chose Hollow Knight, Silk Song as one of my uh, my first yeah, picks, I, and I picked Redfall. So like. Oh. <laughs> yeah
2: um i, I picked paid. Gollum.
1: i picked golem
2: so i feel like I, I definitely
1: we all had some birds it was, it was painful.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah uh but yeah yeah shout out to the the team at mobile syrup um i love uh you know it, it's a pleasure being part of that team on the the writing side um but yeah seeing what they do podcast wise is awesome I, I i love um that they kind of have you know one one podcast only dedicated to the tech side, and then you know uh Brad Shankar and uh Dean over there they kind of spearhead the the syrup cast um when they're able to and kind of just dedicate themselves to to talking about games. That's cool,
1: yeah, it's always nice too to to hear a podcast thats more on the inside the development side. We're lucky we have Cat, so uh she yeah. tells us what she can about the life, and oh there she is there she <laughs> is but. <laughs> She's going to go off the floor, poor thing. I have to take a break. She puts her input as an official video game developer. Um, But yeah, Canadian game devs uh, do a podcast as well. It's usually fairly regular, but it looks like they haven't posted or published anything since June. So I do hope they come back around. Um, But yeah, it's nice to have a a podcast of insiders in the industry that's not, you know, us on on the media side. It's folks actually in the thick of it making the games.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, Canadian game dev. Steven over there is awesome. I know he had a, a kid recently, so that might have possibly taken a, it. A, a lot of uh, his time away from from doing this. But yeah, likewise, uh, like you said, echoing your thoughts, I, I hope that they come back because um, with the the other thing that they do really well is they compile like all the the canadian developers and the games they're working on all mm-hmm. into like one great resource which is great for me and makes my job easier to be like oh yeah what what is a studio like sabotage working on oh sea of stars okay perfect um yeah so i really hope that they kind of kind of come back uh into the fold uh because i miss them
3: yeah do you guys listen to the habibis no, and no. I
1: didn't, I know that that obviously has a Canadian connection. Yeah, it's Fazi Fuzz, right?
3: Mesmar, Osama Darius, and Rami Ishmael. Three. Yeah, no, I
1: haven't had oh. a chance to listen to them.
3: Yeah, they also post very sporadically. Like, they posted recently, September 8th, and before that it was like August 4th. Um But yeah, it's just three game devs shooting the shit. I'm horribly behind on this one. But uh if you want like something more game devy. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah, they don't that
0: cast uh, that's that's definitely up my alley. I gotta check that out.
2: I'll add it to the dock. Yeah, yeah add, add it to the it dock. To the dock the yeah, I always think that's such a fascinating perspective because it's it's so helpful like as a recreational gamer to get that insider scoop of of what it takes like to, to build and, and to make these masterpieces of art and um, I just I watched a YouTube video about the stuff that's going on at Unity and just to hear that inside you know expertise is, is invaluable you know like Kat you bring it every week and it's it's so great and I I'm, lo- it's, I'm so thankful that you know like I have access to that so I can learn about it
3: yeah. Anyway the Habibi's and, is great because ahead. they they do talk about game dev but sometimes they just talk about Arab culture Um so it's just, it's just a treasure trove. Love it.
1: Yeah, it's actually... Steve, you brought up a good thing earlier talking about the name of your podcast being a gaming podcast. Yeah. Because I am not going to lie. And when I went and Googled Canadian video game podcasts, we came up, Canadian devs came up, a few other ones came up, like Syrupcast and things like that. But then there's a lot of stuff that like people are making stuff. Or like maybe the SEO is just not there. So, mm. so yeah. Uh, do you guys have any others? Those were the ones that I was able to find that had like Canadian connection. outside of French ones. I'm not as familiar. I know there's uh Pre start and, uh, obviously radio Talbo. We've had Denny on the show before. Um, but like on the English side, ha- have you guys heard of many others?
3: I, I don't know if my friend, um, Masao is still doing his podcast which is called the no no um sorry my screen just went black hello that's okay you're here we see you i know but it's just like i need my google to be able but to... uh, yeah <laughs> so the yeah last episode was in june so what else do you do is by masal who's um a montreal game dev who interviews okay. game dev to talk about their hobbies outside of game dev that's cool so uh there's somebody that forges knife a ballet dancer um there was uh somebody that made comics um and then at one point he went on a tangent and uh, interviewed managers of diverse studios um yeah it's just like if you want to learn about game devs but not like you know, like game devs talking about game devs, but just like game devs being human. Uh, so, what else do you do? Is another one where you can just kind of like pick and choose the episodes.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, sometimes uh, uh, the greater video game community doesn't realize that game devs are people too and have lives. Yeah. And, what? you know, interesting. yeah. Nah. But, yeah, nah. <laughs> and they just live to make contact. No, um, so yeah, <laughs> um, we can get into some podcasts outside of Canada. I would be remiss without talking about the IGN podcast because that are these these are the podcasts that made me interested in podcasting back when I was in grad school. Um, podcast Beyond, NBC Game Scoop. Those are podcasts that I live with up until this day. so so yeah, almost twenty years with some of those podcasts. Yeah, now, it's not it doesn't make sense. 2000, 2006 to two thousand and eight. I was in grad school, and that's when I was listening. So yeah, it's not fifteen years. It's not far off. So yeah, wild how long some of these podcasts have been around? But that's how long podcasting as a as a, a platform has been around too, right? Yeah, like yep. it's everybody's buzzword weird now but like it, it's been around for quite a while and people have been podcasting for quite a while um how about you guys Steve other podcasts you'd listen to outside of the Canadian ones
0: yeah I mean you you have it on the dock right here but everything that kind of funny does I think is mm-hmm. kind of that um that Miles, like they've set the goalpost there for, for yeah, really like podcast or content creators in general. That I think, like, everyone can kind of aspire or take something away from what Greg Miller and, and everyone at Kind of Funny kind of does. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely like to keep my uh, my finger on the pulse of whatever that they got going over there. I, I love the content that they, that they put out, and it just kind of inspires me to kind of th- rethink about how you know I approach content creation or podcasting or just, um, production in general i I think that they've kind of just set the bar very very high (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. they have i mean they started they were a scrappy startup too like i got introduced to greg when he was on beyond and and kind of followed his trajectory and when they had the uh the original spare bedroom and now they have the ginormous studio it just makes you it makes you feel good to see to see a group of people like really progress and grow as much as they have right and They have such a great community around them. Joelle,
2: any video game podcasts you listen to? Yeah, I will say that I mostly consume video game content via YouTube. Um, Hmm. But some of the more, I mean, a lot of the ones that you've mentioned, um, I'm also a fan of, and if folks want to go check that out, but one that's a little bit smaller that usually posts like once a month, uh, pretty Mm -hmm. consistent of like once a month is a podcast called The Psychology of Video Games by Jamie Madigan. And it examines how psychology explains why video games are made and how they are and why gamers behave as they do. Um, So if you want to get kind of um, in more of that kind of vein, if you're interested in like the social aspect and like that sort of science, social science behind video games, um, like their latest episode was in September, first of this month. And it was the psychology of role playing and talking about like, you know, Baldur's Gate and, and and what what it means like for gamers to take on a different persona and play a game. Um, they've done the psychology of loot in the Diablo series, uh, grinding, um, the state of esports research. So if you want to uh you know, if you're kind of into that sort of thing it could be something fun and a little bit different so Mm,
1: that's cool i love that I know Kat's probably laying down, so I don't know if she has anything she wants to chip in or if she wants me to just throw it in the next segment. Because we can talk about the podcasters we've had on this show. So you can check out some of their stuff, too. Kat, she says, all right, she says, keep going. <laughs> I, I do have one, one last You have another uh, one you want to so. check? Go for yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I, I have another one I want to shout out. And this one is um, a Play, Watch, Listen. I'm, I'm not sure if uh, any of you are familiar with it, but uh, – mm. It is uh, we're talking about, you know, like diversity of voices and stuff like that. But this one is kind of managed by Alana Pierce, formerly of IGN, now at Sony Santa Monica. Oh, yeah. uh, each week she, she sits down with uh, Troy Baker, uh, Austin Wintery and, and Mike Bethel. So kind of you get this this panel of like, you know, someone from the writing side, someone from the voice actors, development and sound engineering, and they just, you know, a lot of it is just talking about their, you know, what they're up to, but they also talk about, you know, video game development and everything that kind of goes on into it and it's kind of this really cool uh peek behind the curtain uh especially from these four like ten pole aspects of what goes into a game or how does a game come to be uh so i think it's definitely something that uh, is very engaging for someone like me um who likes to to learn more about uh, the inner workings of, of video games but also to to see you know some pretty big names uh, from the industry. I mean, Alana Pierce, Troy, B- like all of them um, are well established in the industry. They're, vet- they're veterans at this point. So uh, it, it's, it's very engaging. Um, I think they're up to like 140 episodes. So a lot of content to go through.
1: Wow, oh, Yeah. That's definitely a lot. And like impressive that they continue to make the content. Cause it's so much effort to do this. I know that firsthand. Um Speaking uh, about someone who understands the long haul uh, is Danny Pena from Gamertag Radio, who uh, we had on the show uh, a bit ago, episode 366. So, yeah, uh, Danny has, you know, he's been doing this for for 16, 17 years now. They've got so many episodes. It's kind of crazy. And I've talked to some the biggest people in in gaming you know some of the of our idols so yeah it's fascinating stuff that that he's able to do uh with gamertag radio and the crew there um the leadest uh is a now kind of like a, a click with us now as well we've done pod versus pod trivia with them which was really fun where we essentially just do a larger version of what we did with a, a walk down memory card lane where we we you know get battle our knowledge of video games, which I think is fantastic. So yeah, that's fun. And then they have their show as well. Um, Khalif Adams uh, is, does the Spawnies and Spawn on Me, the podcast. Um, He's been on the show to talk about uh, the Spawnies back uh, a bit ago, but of course that's going around uh, each year as well and continues to grow. Jared Petty, um, also does uh though he's not podcasting right now but he did the the red dead show which i got to go on which was lots of fun and then also uh the countdown of the 100 uh video games that everybody loves um where it's not the i think he calls it with the 100 oh i'm gonna look look at that up make sure i get it right jared's podcast name Top 100 Games Podcasts. That's what it's called. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I had it right. And what's interesting about that, it's not the top 100 games, like, in definite order. He just talks to that many people and says what's your favorite video game and why? And I went and talked about Minecraft. Um, so that was great chatting with him and having him on the show. Camille, of course, um, is on many a podcast. And uh, yeah, so she goes by, this is Camco. And she obviously notes all the different shows that she's on her social. We've had Andrea Renee from what's good games, another fantastic women drive uh, driven um, video game podcast, which is great with, with folks that really know their stuff. We've had Joey Noel on as well from Kind of Funny. Naomi Kyle, who's doing a whole bunch of podcasting stuff as well. And then, of course, I would mentioned um, on the French side, Denis Talbot, who's, uh, you know, someone who's super prolific in the Quebec video game world. has been around for for quite a while making video game content. Catherine, I, that would probably be one of her, uh, you know, gotcha moments from uh, back when we first started the podcast and getting to talk, to talk to Denis because, you know, in in Quebec circles, he's like, the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Cat? Sorry, she gave thumbs me a up. thumbs up from the bed. <laughs>
3: well, you have to understand yeah. that when he had his video game show on Music Plus, which was the French version of Much Music, which is the Canadian version of MTV, he was the only one doing it in my native <laughs> yes. language. Yeah. So he was it, and he was the first to do it, um, mm. basically. And he got to convince Music Plus to do it because they were like, you're talking to kids, kids play games. And he had this, his like show, like on a shit time slot, I forget. But it got really popular because he was the only one. This is Mm. the 90s we're talking about, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's been
1: at this since the 90s. We're talking about (laughs) cable
3: television that you had to pay a package to get this channel. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
2: So,
3: yeah. yeah. And he is a legend. This is why my back hurts.
2: Carrying it, yeah, and I will say, like you know, I discovered Girls on Games like in you know through the Pandy in 2020, and like the treasure trove that the this podcast has of just. Uh, the, these big names coming through so like if you're kind of like a newer listener and you kind of just discovered us like for sure for sure I'm totally shamelessly plugging the own podcast but like it, it is it is truly really really cool so I would highly recommend um, I'm sure they'll be linked to go back and and to listen to some of them because I have and they're they're so 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 cool so yeah it's um definitely something to uh, worth doing I would recommend as someone that um is you know newer quote unquote <laughs> uh to, to the pod. So it, it is truly a gift.
1: oh thanks well You're welcome. Well, as always, uh because we're coming to up to the closure of this show, uh we put up show notes. Catherine does a phenomenal job doing that. Kat I will definitely help you this week. <laughs> um but yeah we're gonna have links to all of these amazing podcasts because you need to hear them go check them out anyway we can share it we'll be sharing stuff on saturday as well and uh, if you know of podcasts that we haven't heard of um that we should listen to please drop us a line on any of our social platforms in the discord channel share the love we want to hear it because, um, yeah, more people doing this, especially more people doing this in Canada, um, is is super beneficial because it is nice to hear diverse voices playing games and enjoying this great hobby that we have. All right? All right, cool. And with that conclusion, so, yeah, check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca. If you have the power to rate and review the podcast where you're listening to this, please do so. Helps with Discovery. pushes us up in the rankings so people can find us. And uh, you know we like to hear what you have to say about the podcast helps us build our show. Steve, thank you for being on this episode with us. This has been a pleasure.
0: No, yeah, it has been. Uh, no, thank you, thank you all for for inviting me. Uh, it's, it's been so nice to actually sit down with all of you. I mean, Joel, you you said to shamelessly plug uh, your own podcast, but I'll, I'll give you guys your flowers. Like you guys are doing the thing. You guys are uh, continuously, um, you know providing people not only um entertainment but a a lot of great perspective in in the industry uh so i've i've been a fan of what you guys have been doing so yeah keep it up and uh yeah this has just been very nice uh to kind of sit down with all of you so thank you thank you all once again
1: thank you this is your moment to shout out your social media because of course i want everybody to go out and check out your podcast and see everything you're writing and all that jazz so where can people track you down
0: yeah, uh, so I made it very easy for everyone. You guys can uh, all find me across every social network platform at S. Uh That's where I'll post a lot of my work, a lot of my podcast links and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you can keep up with me across iPhone in Canada, mobile syrup, console creatures, and then from the podcasting side, a gaming podcast each week on all platforms, and then creature cast on all podcast platforms as well. Uh, like Leah said, I am... Dizzy a lot of the time, but <laughs> and this it, is it, this the is big fun. season.
1: This is the yeah. big oh, season.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, totally. But uh, no, it, it, it's a lot of fun. And I think uh, this year, especially coming out of COVID and reacclimating myself with just you know getting, getting to see people and going to to events and everything, it's been it's been a very very great year for that. So I'm I'm very privileged uh, to be able to do what I do, um, and I love it. Amazing,
1: fantastic, thank you, Cat. Where can people find you online?
3: I am CSDSBNS, CSDB on uh, X, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, but I'm weaning myself off social media. Uh, I mostly hang out in the Girls on Games Discord.
1: Joelle, how about you?
2: People can find me at Lauren 87 on Instagram, at Gamer underscore Comfy on the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, but always <laughs> hanging out on the Girls on Games Discord and sharing more of my crazy adventures. Come and say hi and share some of yours.
1: Great. Thanks, Joelle. I'm Leah, you are on most social media platforms, but of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You can track us down at the Girls on Games on Twitter/slash X and Facebook. Girls on Games, no thought in there on Instagram and threads. My gosh, guys, you know it's been a podcast. I mean, I was messing up in the beginning. The smooth editing was probably fixing this, but now it's really showing. I just, you know, it's just going to happen. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely conversation and more. But, of course, if you ever want to know anything at all, you can track it down on our website. That's our home base, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kent. Thank you, Joelle. Thank you, Steve. It's been another lovely week in video games. I'm off to play Starfield and prepare for Paleo Pines. It's going to be another good week in video games. See y'all later. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.